0: Always brings a smile to my face. Winged Freak terrorizes.
1: This podcast may contain, horse, language. (laughs) Listener discretion is advised. darling and welcome to the pod that rocks your bod flicks max another year has passed and 2023 is here can you think of a better way to start a new year off than spending an hour with your favorite podcast i can think of over 100 but since you've already hit the play button you might as well stay so let's go here are your hosts scott and Terence.
2: hello this is scott and welcome to the latest episode of Flex Max, starring myself and my host partner, would be.
3: Hi, I'm Terrence, and I'm and the other host.
2: He's host, host with the most. Oh. Yes. So welcome to episode 19 of season five. Episode on- 19. 19. Whoa. No, 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 19.
3: 19. <clears throat> I think this is like. Almost our eightieth episode.
2: We've it could be, could could be.
3: I think we hit seventy-five a few weeks back.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 So oh.
3: tonight's episode
2: will feature our favorite movies based on a true story, but excluding biopics—things that are oh. blatantly about an individual. Blatantly. Here comes some ones that maybe could be close to a biopic, but it's just maybe a situation that this person was in, so it's not their entire life. So,
3: Or perhaps it's stylized Hollywood style. Yes. Some liberties are taken.
2: Liberties. Liberty, liberty. Liberty, liberty. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So now... Liberty Mutual has to give us some money because we did their jingle.
3: Give us some monies. Give some monies. Pay the man his monies. Give this man his monies.
1: Mm. So, before we start rambling, hey hey,
0: happy
2: New Year, everybody! Oh yes, happy New Year, and I hope everyone got to get that out of the way. Happy New Year, and I hope everyone had a joyful holiday season. Oh, yes. So Likewise. This, this is the I hope the same year. thing. It's the New Year first podcast of the New Year. So, personal challenge. Do we know remember what you had and were you did you were you just continuing your just watch a movie challenge?
3: Uh yes, I actually had some days off. So, ah, I yes. got some some viewings in. Um I'll just briefly run down the ones that I remember. Uh, a Swissploitation movie called Mad Heidi. Oh. Uh, the new um, Adam Driver satire, White Noise. It's a Netflix thing. Uh, I watched Gran Torino again. I watched Joyride again. I watched Dances with Wolves again. Uh, first time viewing for Beavis and Butthead Do the Universe. Uh, first time I watched Hotel Transylvania. Um, Saint Elmo's Fire. I don't know why, but
2: just I just
3: because? It, ran- it, it was a random thing, and because of
2: the Brat Pack,
3: you had to get your yeah. Brat Pack viewing in. It's actually a pretty bad movie, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I watched except, the except view- for the
2: song, except for the John Parr <clears throat> song. Yeah, it's great. Yeah.
3: Um, I watched the new David Spade stand-up special on Netflix called "Nothing Personal," uh, and I watched "The Dictator" with Sacha Baron Cohen.
2: Yes, and and podcast fave, Jason Mantzoukas.
3: Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, there's others that I tried to. Rack my brain and remember, but you could. Um, perhaps they will just come up arbitrarily and then I will remember.
2: Okay. All right. For myself, um, as we recorded the last episode before Christmas, I said I wanted to watch some Christmas classic or Christmas favorites, seeing as how I've been only watching. First time viewings for Christmas movies and mostly horror. So I managed to watch um, Miracle on 34th Street from 1947. So the original Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, The Santa Claus,
1: Home Alone,
2: Home Alone and A Christmas Story. Those were the classic favorites that I managed to peruse. I think those are all of
3: the classics.
2: Well, I didn't watch Elf, and I didn't watch Christmas Vacation.
3: Or Bad Santa.
2: Or Bad Santa, or It's a Wonderful Life. Did not watch those, but mm. I got through a good chunk. I didn't watch The Ref, which normally is a yearly viewing, but I didn't watch that. But
3: God damn you.
2: Yes. So yeah, so do you have a new challenge, or are you just continuing your...
3: Well... Oh, I thought I should actually pick something. So I've had the entire Star Trek collection on DVD unopened. Oh, so I, I've always wanted to watch them in succession. Chronologically.
0: Um, there's like
3: the motion Star Trek motion picture, Wrath of Khan, um, Spock. Like, I don't yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really remember them. So, right. but now, want, are
2: these just uh, the original six, or do you want to do next? Uh, generation? No, I'm,
3: I'm gonna do the next generation
2: as well. And what about the new and JJ Abrams incarnation?
3: Uh, I, I've seen those ones more recently. They're more fresh in my head, so I don't think I need to revisit them. Okay.
2: Well, that sounds like a plan. Oh. Yes. So for myself, because I'm assuming that either our next podcast or the one after that, our topic will be our favorite movies from 2022. So I am going to be watching as many other 2022 releases that I haven't. Hey, seen. Maybe, maybe I should do that too. Yes, to order to pad my list, try to watch some of the potential award contenders. Now,
3: can we like do a definite top 10 with honorable mentions? I think we can do that. Maybe 10 or 15 or something. Because like that that's, that's more of like, uh, it makes more sense if we're, yep. Yep. you know what I mean? I'm fine with that
2: definitive, but I mean that. So I don't know if that's what you're going to choose for your, our next episode, or I can just do it on my next one. And I know we'll,
3: we'll, we'll
2: give it a couple weeks. Okay. All right. So, um, got our challenges out of the way. Uh, this, this one is fresh off the presses, right? Still vibrant in our head. Oh, we are about seven hours outside of seeing Megan, a new theatrical horror from Blumhouse. And we watched that this this afternoon. Yes. What, what are your thoughts?
3: Uh, I didn't care for it. No. I thought it was way too toned down. Yeah. Um, And the kind of the, the the murders or whatever the violence that was in it, some of it just didn't make sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, like the pressure washer thing. I don't know yeah. about you, but
2: I
0: think I've
3: got a pressure water. And, I think there's or,
2: chemicals in it. I think she got poisoned.
3: That's what I think. I think there was some. But no, no, thing. no. When she gets blasted across their garage, oh, like that's. that's like- that hard It's not, it wasn't a fire hose you don't know you know no I, I do know yeah yes uh i just thought they could have done way better um yeah and and the thing it was
2: i can't say i disliked it i was more disappointed because yeah i don't i think they could have taken it further i think there was a whole lot more potential with with the movie of course people don't know this is about an ai doll that's pretty much as lifelike as you can get without it actually having blood and flesh and blood. And then she comes overprotective of the girl that she's been paired with. And, you know, things go awry. Um, I think part of the issue is, is because most of the violence doesn't happen until like quite a bit later in the movie. Yeah. And that's normally okay, but it wasn't, a slow burn enough to be able to just go have that all that tension to release. Cause you knew where it's going. Right. So there wasn't like some big surprise or anything like that. And so they were just left us hanging for too long before things escalated. I think they could have been, could have been a lot more carnage throughout the movie instead of just waiting till the end.
0: Yeah. I, uh, it
3: almost seems like, the movie kind of lost its direction by the end. Mm -hmm. Know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, uh, and the, if you think there's a killer doll, yeah. Uh, trying to sabotage your life. Yeah. Like, I think you'd be a little more, um, you'd be a little more proactive. (laughs) to probably yeah sorted it out right mm-hmm. um and i hate to rag on a, a young actress child actress but yeah she wasn't very good um i don't know i it, it yeah. is what it is it's and i think
2: cuz it, it's it's very similar in style of like like the chucky movies like child's play and probably yeah. sub- more closely to the Child's Play uh, reboot movie where it was an AI that went AWOL Um, but that movie that movie went for it like that had a lot stronger violence than I was expecting it to have and this one just didn't have nearly enough so Yeah. yeah so we've seen this before executed better and so this one I know that they cut a lot out to get a PG-13 rating, but I'll watch it again if they release a more uncut version once it gets to home video.
3: Yeah, like the AI, the doll mm-hmm. was good. Um, yeah, really, really creepy, and like the dancing and stuff. Like, yeah, like I was expecting more of that kind of weirdness, but mm-hmm. um, it was, yeah. uh,
0: it was okay.
2: Mm. Okay, mm. so let's move on to the matter at hand. It's time for the list. Put in that drop. Drop the list. 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 The drop. Drop. Mm.
3: Drop. Time for the drop.
2: Mm.
0: Drop.
3: Drop. 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 Put drop. Drop. Mm. Drop. Mm. the rocks
2: Drop. It mm. comes box. the list. list. Yeah. List. List. All okay. right.
1: It's me again, Misty. I hope you are having a really good time so far. You know, the old saying the truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. That's where we are taking it this episode. Movies that are based on true stories minus straight up biopics. May I present to you the list?
3: Based on a true story, what you got? So, uh, I don't have an order. But Neither do I, and you have eight. We'll just go with it. So, basically, like you said, I took like uh, based on a true story, no focused on one person unless it's been. Yeah. Some liberties have been taken, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Um, so, first for me is uh, Heat. Michael Mann's Heat uh based on a true story of a um crew of bank robbers that had a had a shootout in the middle of Los Angeles in the middle of the day i think in the not or late 80s was it maybe Could be, yeah. um but of course you know um obviously there's some Hollywood changes, liberties that were taken. Well, um, cause I,
2: I don't think um, Robert De Niro was part of the real crew that did the shooting up. No. 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 Yeah, so.
3: um, but I believe that Al um, Kilmer was. Yes. Yeah, probably. So, yeah. Um, but no, it's a Hollywood crime police drama. It was basically... The big thing was oh de niro and pacino are gonna share a screen and share dialogue and mm-hmm. um, but that wasn't the selling point of the movie for me it's just a, yeah. it's just a well done movie it's
2: good good procedural yeah yeah from bo- and, good good uh, from both sides like a cop procedural and like a, a heist procedural as well just you know got to see
3: yeah those things yeah and uh i think i would have liked the roles switched
2: Right. Like, like I,
3: I think I would have... Because De Niro's always the leader of the gang, or... Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and Pacino uh, seems to be, always be a cop. Yeah. So, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites.
2: Yes. It's lovely. Hmm. Um... I'm going to start off with a movie entitled Everest. Oh, this is came out a few years ago with uh Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Josh Brolin and a bunch of other supporting, but a true um, back when they started doing extreme tours on Everest, where it would be like competing tour groups that would have to try to climb and coordinate at the same time to go up Everest. Um, and these two different teams climbing up and they got hit by uh, probably the worst storm that had gone through Everest in, in years. And a bunch of people died and others people streamed frostbite and had to have appendages removed and whatnot. But it's a pretty harrowing movie. Good special effects, good action and very, very thrilling. And uh, and, uh, you know, uh, whatchamacallit. Emotional, oh. emotional film. It's quite, quite good. I was quite surprised by it. I wish I had seen it at the theater because I didn't. I think it probably would have been a little more spectacular on the big screen, but it's still pretty effective. On I have the never theater. seen it. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, all right.
0: All right, all right,
3: all right. Maybe I'll watch it. You should. Oh, uh so my next one is one a more recent one uh we saw this a couple of years ago once upon a time in hollywood mm-hmm. um it's based on nineteen sixty nine los angeles the what were they called the what call it murders um, uh, the something hills murders yeah. whatever that no, yeah. yeah, whatever it was, yeah
2: or Mulholland Holland um, is the uh John Holmes. I don't know. I can't remember what to
3: whatever. Um but anyways it to be the
2: Hollywood Hills murders.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, it's uh it's based on that, but then Tarantino put his revisionist spin on it. Yeah. Um, and kind of changed the outcome. Mm-hmm. But it's still a very well well done. Um, great cinematography great set design it gives you a feel that you're in 1969 um cliff booth Mm -hmm. beats beats the shit out of um bruce lee um yeah yeah, i just uh
2: no it's a fun movie Yeah, it's it's
3: it's, uh it's probably one of tarantino's best i think
2: Mm -hmm. i mean certainly it has a a full, full story arc, but it's like each scene is like its own vignette. Like you could have make a short film out of each one of those scenes, and it's still on, yeah. on you know, stand stand alone. Yeah,
3: and uh, I think DiCaprio is fabulous. I think mm-hmm. he's um, loses his mojo, and then. Gets yeah. it back again after he has that little flip out in his trailer. Yes. So yeah. yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Boom. Mm. Yee. Yeah. Okay. Um,
2: I'm going to go with a Apollo 13. Of course, this is a movie from mid-90s. Ron Howard, Tom Hanks, but the failed Apollo moon mission where, you know, They started losing oxygen, explosion on, on the vessel. And they had to try to figure out a way to get home with some, with only about as much power that could run like a calculator back then. Like they just had no way of, you know, to conserve that much power. And, uh, it's a harrowing, exciting tale. Um, obviously you know how it ends if you know the story and, uh, but yeah, it's. uh, Still very uplifting and heroic, and yeah, it's just got a all star cast, and yeah, it's a I saw it a couple times at the theater, and yeah, I quite enjoy it. It's lovely.
3: I I can't remember if I saw this in the theater or not. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. It's really good. Really good think probably pretty accurate too yeah all right so next for me is um now this is very loosely based um texas chainsaw masker the 74 original uh, it's loosely based on ed gein Mm -hmm. who was a cross-dressing murderer who wore women's skin. yeah. Um, and then Toby Hooper just jacked it up and made mm-hmm. it a whole family, but it is loosely based on shit that did go down yeah. I think 40s or 50s or something.
2: Yeah, possibly.
3: Um, but you know, it probably would have been pretty boring if it was just about Ed Gein or Ed Gein. Yeah.
2: So, although I think they, there is a, like a straight to video Ed Gein movie. That came yeah. Out.
3: Yeah. I think it um, came out when, when they were releasing all those kind of straight to video. Yeah. Jeremy Renner's Domer. As yeah. Domer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But,
2: yeah. Cause, uh, uh, cause, yeah, Silence of the Lambs and like Psycho are also loosely based on Ed Gein yeah. as well. So.
3: And it's still a a nerve-wracking grind to Mm -hmm. sit through that movie.
2: And it's all, most of it is in your imagination because there's very little violence actually on screen.
3: Yeah, all it is is screams and the sound of a chainsaw that grinds on your nerves.
2: Yes. Well done. I'm going to do this. It certainly is about an individual, but it's more about a process. And I'm going to do the disaster artist because this is obviously about the making of the room. It certainly does. Uh, I was going to
3: put that on my list.
2: Yeah. It was this focus heavily on Tommy Wiseau and his lore, but it is mostly about the creation and recreation of the room and. Like, it's so well cast, and at the end, they do, like, side-by-side split screen of the real footage and then the movie footage, and it's almost indiscernible. Like, it's, like, so spot-on. James Franco was, like, pitch-perfect as Tommy Wiseau, and he's just such a ridiculous person. It's Like, he's a character himself, Tommy Wiseau. Like, who knows? Like, this guy's, like,
3: an alien figure. And And just for Franco to take a swing and, like, you know, make a movie based on making a movie that's really, you know, had a reputation as being so bad that people loved it. Yeah. But just to have the balls to, like, okay, I'm going to do this.
2: He actually decided, because, yeah, because he wrote and directed it as well, he decided to make the movie just after reading the book. He had never even seen the movie, the room yet. He just read the book that Greg Cicero that wrote about his experience on, on this on set and James Franco decided to do it based on the book. And then of course saw the movie because, you know, you'd have to in order to get those shots and stuff exact, but yeah, his interest in it came from the book, not the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's a, I, uh, it's very, very funny movie. Yeah.
3: Uh, so next for me is, uh, one that came out last year, 2022, uh, Elvis. Um, I thought it's very stylized, um, a lot of eye candy, a lot of, you know, revisionist mm-hmm. type um, uh, the kid who played Elvis was awesome
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, there were scenes in that movie where it was it was actually emotional mm-hmm. um, because it was it felt pretty real um, yeah. and uh, like you mentioned the other day we were talking in the whole 68 comeback special re Reenactment, like it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, um, soundtrack's great, um, and it it doesn't really sugarcoat what Elvis was. Um, no. you know what I mean. Like he mm-hmm. was a, he was a junkie. He was a pill addict, and he yeah. died because of it. Yeah. So um, it uh, it could of made only, my only complaint. Different.
2: Yeah, my only complaint would be Tom Hanks's accent. I mean, I know. Yeah, what was it? I think he's supposed to be Dutch because the colonel was in the country illegally and changed his name uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I know. I think he's supposed to be Dutch, but um it just it didn't work for me. Not that I have. Yeah, a I don't d-
3: Tom <laughs> Hanks wasn't uh you know anything special in this movie
2: yeah no it, it and the thing is it's is the movie was actually shown through his point of view right because he is yeah. the one telling the story but uh yeah no it's yeah yeah it wasn't wasn't tom hanks best no, no
0: no
3: no forrest forrest gump was definitely his best
2: don't even start with me um my next one is a trio of movies that came in over a short period of time, and the reason why I'm doing them together is because they're all based on true stories. They all star Mark Wahlberg, and they were all directed by Peter Berg. Oh, boy. And you got Deepwater Horizon, Lone Survivor, and Patriot's Day. And those are all exceptional retellings of, well, the Deepwater Horizon. It's about the BP oil spill. Um, Lone Survivor, that's a boston Boston marathon thing boston marathon is no boston marathon is patriots day Lone (laughs) lone survivor is uh like one of the iraq wars like the war on terror after 9 11 kind of thing and about an elite team and only one of them survives and it's mark Wahlberg, and he gets saved and hidden by people in this village and whatnot and it's pretty it's pretty intense um and it's one of the few movies where I'm okay with Emil Hirsch in it, but Emil Hirsch does die. So, again, that fits my criteria. So, yeah. But yeah, no, those are all technically proficient movies, like so well directed. Like Peter Berg has certainly has an eye for action and tension and stuff. And yeah,
3: it's uh, those are pretty, pretty harrowing movies.
2: Hmm.
3: I think I've seen the Boston Marathon one. I don't think I've seen the other two.
2: though. Deepwater Horizon is fantastic. I mean, they recreated, they built uh, an actual oil rig, and the scene where it's just like falling apart and there's a big explosion, it's just incredible filmmaking. Yeah. Oh, yes, and and it Maybe has, and, check it has it out. and it has Kurt Russell in it too. So there you go. There's another reason why you should watch it.
0: Oh,
3: and Ethan Suffley. Oh yes all right so next for me is another horror movie i guess based on a book based on an event that um uh reportedly happened uh the exorcist um a couple changes were made uh, in the true story it's a boy that becomes possessed um but that movie will be 50 years old this year. Yep. And uh, it's still effective. Um, like, I'm sure, you know, maybe the real-life incident didn't really go that crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, But,
0: uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm going to... St- Stick along those lines, and I'm going to do the exorcism of Emily Rose.
3: That's a creepy uh, one, too.
2: That, of course, story about this college student who I think gets possessed, and you know, an exorcism is called for. The priest, you know, does it, but it's not successful, and you know, Emily Rose dies. And then it, the rest of it is like a courtroom drama, like whether or not they had to kind of prove whether she really was possessed or whether or not this was like manslaughter or something like that. He had a hand in her death and what, what he, what he was doing to try to save her, whether it actually killed her or not. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty good from uh, Scott Derrickson who like uh, Dr. Strange and black phone. And so, yeah, it's pretty mm. good. Mm-hmm.
3: Cool. Yes. Cool beans.
2: Cool, cool.
3: cool. Uh, so it wouldn't be a list without a couple sports movies. Mm. Um, so my first one is We Are Marshall. Uh, it's basically about a, a college where their football team was tragically killed. Yes. Um, was it an airplane?
2: I believe it was an airplane crash. Yeah. Uh,
3: uh, the entire team, coaching staff, wiped out tragically and then the next year um they find matthew mcconaughey to coach it yep and uh they feel the winning team and it's just it's legit a true story yeah um but the, and the community rallying behind the, the community team? rallied behind i can't yeah i think marshall's in texas maybe
2: i think so that's a big Big football state, so it would make sense.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, it's a, it's one of those feel good, feel good sports stories.
2: Hmm. So I'm going to do. I'm going to group two together here. I think that's all I have here. But two investigative journalist movie. Oh. I have all the president's men, and Spotlight. Which um, at least one of them won Best Picture. I think I can't remember if all the Presidents Men won Best Picture or not, but I know Spotlight did. Mm. Uh, all the Presidents Men, of course, is Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, the whole Watergate, Richard Nixon, deep throat situation, um, and then Spotlight is about I think the Boston Globe investigating. Um, the
3: catholic
2: the catholic church and the cover-up and all that which is i don't great. think we need
3: to elaborate on no that.
2: no i think <laughs> we, we all we all know what they've been accused of and found guilty of um but both are just great investigative journalism uh, from you know interviewing and just digging through stuff and stuff that was overlooked and and ignored and then realized and then everything's coming to light and yeah they're both both pretty good examples of uh investigative journalism Mm -hmm. strong cast for both too so uh
0: i I think i see spotlight but i don't think Mm -hmm. i've seen all the president's men uh
3: next for me is a movie about a movie being made uh shadow of the vampire um loosely based on maybe what people perceived um, Max Shrek as Nosferatu, played by Christopher, or um, by uh, Green Goblin. What's his name?
2: Um, Willem Dafoe.
3: Willem Dafoe. Um, It's a great movie. Uh, It just kind of plays off the legend that Max Shrek was very strange individual um yeah it's just a very entertaining movie um i don't know how true it is but right you know Mm -hmm. where there's Um, smoke there's fire
2: yes and just looking now all the president's men didn't win best picture it was nominated it lost to rocky oh yes
0: yes oh oh
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with Wow, oh, I got so many here. I don't even know. Um I'm gonna go with Argo. Um it's just Argo you fuck yourself? Yes. Oh just stellar cast, great direction. My only pet peeve is as a Canadian how much the story actually downplayed. Canada's involvement with the real story that they were oh, really... Canada was
3: a huge part of the whole...
2: Yeah, like they tacked on a little disclaimer at the end of the movie because when it played at the Toronto Film Festival, there was a big uproar of people saying you're ignoring Canada's involvement. Um, But yeah, no, Canada pretty much came up with the idea and everything. They kind of spearheaded all that. It's still a really well-made movie and very suspenseful, Um, well-acted. And very entertaining as well, like very funny. It's got a very humorous script. And uh, yeah. Um we're the we're the uh best picture winner.
3: Yes. And when you get Dan Connor and Heisenberg in the same movie, it's yes. It's uh it's all uphill from there. Mm. mm. Uh so next for me is Black Hawk Down. Um, yep. Group of soldiers who have to fight their way out of inner Mogadishu, and they're surrounded on all sides by, um, the I guess, uh, hostiles, um, yes,
2: the yeah, insurgents, yes,
3: yeah, um, and uh, it's got a great cast, mm-hmm. um. Something that's I really notice about this movie is this how good the sound design is.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like uh, when you when you have a movie that has good sound design, it kind of sucks you in a little more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a hell of a movie. Uh, it's one of those movies that if you haven't seen it, um, I know it's those types of things aren't everybody's cup of tea, but. Mm-hmm. Watch it because it's great.
2: Yep, yeah. I'm just looking here. It did win uh, best sound
3: for Academy Award.
0: Yeah, and, like
3: and best film editing as well. Um, and the, just the soundtrack and um, Tom Sizemore is awesome. Um, I know it's got one of your favorites in it, Josh yeah. Harden, But
2: yeah, but again, it's uh, it's an ensemble. Like there's yeah, no real, ensemble. there's no real stars of the movie but every single person in it is a recognizable person. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's very nice. Um I'm going to go with I gotta look this up not that I really need it but I'm going to go with uh, American Hustle. Um David O Russell film with Kristen Bale and Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Jennifer Lawrence, um, an FBI agent undercover, trying to you know take down like a con man, and at the same time you know trying to take down the mafia and like a mayor, at the same dirty mayor and stuff like that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a wild, crazy, twisting story that's like you wouldn't believe it if it wasn't true. Like if someone just wrote this script, you would think now this no way this could have happened or whatever. It's not believable, but yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty close to, to the truth. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, very entertaining. film. So, great performance. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, pardon me. Got what nominated for 10 Oscars, but didn't not, did not win any. Really? Yep. Oh, that's it's not
0: crazy. very, that's,
3: you got pretty good odds if you're mm-hmm. nominated for 10. Yep. Shut out. Oh. Uh my next one is Young Guns. Um obviously, you know, 1880s. Nobody really knows exactly what all went down with Billy the kid, but mm-hmm. it's a pretty entertaining, pretty funny. Um, take on the legend of Billy the Kid who yes. was a real person. Pat Garrett yeah. was a real person. Yes, he was. He had a gang. Um,
2: the regulators?
3: The regulators. I don't know if they were the actual regulators but uh, yeah, I I love young guns. I love young guns too. So you suck
2: it. Young guns as well? Yeah. Yeah, it looks to be uh, the Lincoln County Regulators was a real, it's a real group.
3: Yeah. Well, they had to avenge the death of John Tunstall. hmm Um, they regulated the.
0: What is it? I don't know. I don't know.
2: Whatever. Yeah. Young Guns. Young. Melio. Melio. Um, let's go with um, well, here's another investigative one, but it's again two sides got the journalism side and it's got the cop side, and that's a zodiac. uh, Hey, zodiac's on my list too. Just one of one by the best movies I've ever seen. Like, it's hands down, I'm not even exaggerating. This movie is so enthralling. Um, the director's cut is adds even more depth and information about the investigation, certainly. Where it points to you, where you think it doesn't, of course, it can't resolve because no one knows who you know the zodiac killer was, and it certainly has its opinion on who the killer could have been, but um, that's been dis- disproved since the movie came out, and but it's still a so great investigative story, um, and it doesn't over glamorize. The murders like they're only touched on a tiny bit they're not just that's not the main focus of the movie it's more about mm-hmm. the people who that it affected and you know ruined their lives trying to hunt down who the killer was and yeah it's just a great great story
3: yep robert gray smith yeah. and the hunt for the zodiac Mm-hmm. What was he a Bay Area cartoonist for the yeah, San cartoons. Francisco Chronicle? Was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's a great um, the cast. Is dynamite. Yeah. Um, I think this is right when uh, Gyllenhaal was just coming into his own, and uh, was Mark Rufflow Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo, you know, yeah. this is when he was Avengers. early.
2: And this yep. is Robert Downey Jr. just before taking over, taking Iron Man and Tropic Thunder oh. and having as a uh, official comeback. But, yeah.
3: Well, yeah, he was kind of dragged through the mud. And then, mm-hmm. you know, this was kind of his rebirth, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm fairly certain Zodiac probably got him, at least had a part in getting him the... Um, of call Iron Man role,
2: mm hmm. But yeah, no, it's a tremendous movie.
3: Yeah, um, so uh, next for me is one of my all time favorites, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Um, now, if you know of Hunter S. Thompson and the way he lived his life, there is no doubt that. I'm going to say 95% of these events happened.
2: Right. um, At least in his mind, in his
3: mind. Um, but, uh, it's just a, it's almost satirical look at like, um, like excess, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. taking it to the limit. Um, and, uh, it's just two actors you know um just go out and act like fools mm-hmm. and um all of the like cameos and stuff, and um it's just a great movie um,
2: right, yeah, yeah, uh my next one it's another war true story from World War II entitled uh, Hacksaw Ridge um, Uh, Is that the one with Clint Eastwood? No, that's that's, that's Heartbreaker. Hacksaw Ridge is with Andrew Garfield as the um, Mm. conscientious objector and it's directed by Mel Gibson (laughs) Mm -hmm. And a guy who joins, joins up the military but he refuses to use a gun and fire any sort of weapon and he comes as a medic and of course, everybody, you know, thinks he's a coward and not doesn't support him and stuff. But then there's a huge battle and he just on his own saves like 50 guys by grab pulling them out of the war field and lowering them on a rope off the ridge and just doing it over and over again. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty powerful. The war scenes I would compare it to like saving Private Ryan, just complete epic, just Harrowing and just, you know, just terrifying. And uh, yeah, it's just it's a really, really well made, powerful
3: movie. I have not seen it.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty pretty. And Vince Vaughn is in it. Oh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is in it.
3: Ooh. Mm -hmm. Um. Speaking of Vince Vaughn, he's not in this following movie.
2: He's not? Okay.
3: No. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Love this
2: movie. Uh, his friend, though, is in it. His, his good friend is in it. Yeah. John Favreau, um, he's in it.
3: Oh, yeah, he is, too, isn't he? Yeah. mm mm-hmm. um, This is... Uh, I don't know. It's... It's It's right up there with Goodfellas as far as Scorsese movies go.
2: It's an exercise of debauchery, is basically. Yeah,
3: it's uh, Jordan Belfort was basically a illegal trader. um, Yeah. Made so much money. Yeah. Took it to the next level. Did not give a shit. No. About what anybody thought. Just lived his life. um, Yeah and most of this is true uh-huh. um, well according to jordan belford anyways yeah. mm-hmm. um but uh just an epic epic three-hour movie about
2: just excess and debauchery yeah, so basically, yeah. um and uh yeah um yeah leo's great favorites. yeah leo's great jonah hill margot robbie Or breakout film. I almost
3: Um, pissed my pants in the theater because I didn't want to get up and go to the washroom. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah, It's. uh, And Matthew McConaughey's literally got like four minutes of screen time.
2: And almost steals the movie.
3: Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah.
3: Good times.
2: Mm -hmm. I almost put that on my list, but I did not. Um, mm-hmm. How many more do you have on your list? I have,
3: I have three more and an honorable
2: mention. Okay, so we'll go with four. So let me try to figure out some things here. Um, I'm going to go with a Black Klansman.
3: That's on my list too. Let's yeah. talk about it.
2: Yes, Spike Lee film with uh, John David Washington. Uh, yeah. And, Denzel's uh, kid and Adam Driver. Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. Just about a guy who... A black man who joins the Colorado, Is it Ron Colorado? Stoneworth.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's or Colorado uh, Springs or something like that. Yeah, it. Colorado Springs police force. Police force, and he infiltrates the, the, KKK, the KKK, KKK, like by in, in conjunction with. Yeah. Um, he does this this speaking on the phone. Yeah. And Adam Driver's character does the actual in person. Yeah. They, they get a call. Yeah, he they're, got, not he gonna a, they're not going to let They're not going to let a black guy into the no, clan. No,
2: go in there. But yeah, you know, yeah, you got to call and they make they make the assumption based on his name and his voice that he's a white man. And yeah. like he he ends up ends up like speaking to like David Duke and like yeah, in getting him under and and then yeah, Adam Driver poses with him to try to infiltrate the the clan and get into the rallies and get in with some of the top guys. But the scene where um where they, uh john david washington reveals himself to be yeah. stalwart <laughs> yeah. and that while they're taking that picture and he's just just, just beaming the smiles beaming on his face <laughs> and just the disgust of uh of uh david duke played actually quite well by for grace uh um, yeah. but yeah i know it's a it's a great time it's even it's a timely movie from uh from Spike Lee as well. And it ends with the whole, the footage from Carolina with the big Mm -hmm. rally of the girl that was run over and it's like kind of dedicated to her. And, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's very, very, yeah, very poignant, extremely dark humored, but very powerful as well. And, and pretty close to the truth as well as from what I hear.
3: Yeah. I, uh, that was one of those ones that we just kind of, went to Eau Claire cause I think that's the only place it was playing and yeah. Yeah. It was well worth it. Mm-hmm. Well worth it. Uh, I'm sure this one's on your list. Um, you don't know. Uh, Moneyball. Um, yes, it is fine. <laughs> uh, story, Billy bean, uh, he was the GM of the Oakland days for years.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
3: uh, it's a story of, well, I guess it's a couple different stories. It's mm-hmm. him trying to be the best father he can, mm-hmm. um, which he's not the best at, I guess. Yeah. What you say? He's kind of absent, I guess, but, um, and he's trying to build a team with no money and yeah. he succeeds and 30 now 30. it's a it's a blueprint for yeah. for baseball for sure a yeah, little bit in hockey
2: yeah um, statistical analysis instead of money and now yeah people are using that blueprint but being able to use the money as well like if, the, yeah. if they have they have both so they're more successful he just didn't have the
3: money but he was able that, to, there, yeah, there are teams that people. do it still mm-hmm. like yep. tampa bay race for example yeah um their payroll is really jack shit, and they're every year they're, you know, well, they have the best. They, they have content. the best
2: scouting. They have great scouting, mm-hmm. so they can get these guys on entry level contracts and get the best out of them. And then as soon as it's about time for them to hit a payday, then they trade them. And yeah, they, they trade they them just or just it. let
3: them walk. Yeah, and, and then they just start because, over again. Yeah, they're confident and Billy Beans blueprint for building a team around stats um and Jonah Hill's great Yeah. um Philip Seymour Hoffman
2: hmm uh
3: uh
0: Chris Pratt. Pratt
3: as Scott Hatterberg I think, mm, I think so Scott Haddeberg? um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's uh it's a sports movie but it's um it's not really about the sport per se. No, you know what I mean. No, I would
0: have sneeze. I think.
2: Ah! Oh, pardon me. Ah! Yeah, yes, oh. that one was on my list. So, um, well, I'm going to go along the same line, just because I'm going to stick with Brad Pitt, and I'm going to do The Big oh. Short. Oh, um, it's Adam McKay, uh, movie about the, the real estate bubble in the states and 2008 and them shorting the housing market. It's with Brad Pitt, Christian Bale, Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, just all star cast and written directed by Adam McKay, which won best screenplay, and it is. It's actually one of the scariest movies you're going to see that's not a horror movie of just what the banks were able to get away with of how they were able to package these mortgage insurance and stuff like that, even though they were dog shit and just trying to hold up the whole economy on these dog shit accounts and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's it's pretty terrifying. But yeah, it's a good, scared. good movie.
3: I scared. Uh, I've never seen it. No, um, it's really good. Yeah. I, I started watching it, and then in, like, typical fashion, I either fell asleep or was distracted, and I never finished it, but I you shall watch
2: it. You looked at your penis, and that was the end. Pardon? I'm distracted.
0: What? what?
3: I was I scared. I, you scared of your penis? Um, so my last one, besides my honorable mention, is Catch Me If You Can. That's, um, that's on my list as well. Love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank Abagnale Jr., the youngest con man, grifter. Um, he was able to pull off some amazing scams. Yes. Um, from posing as a, a pilot.
2: Pilot, doctor, lawyer. A
3: doctor, a lawyer. Um, yeah. And, and he was still a teenager. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, I think he, when he was posing as a pilot, he was six, 15 or 16.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and according to Frank Avgen now, um, some of the more unbelievable stuff they just left out because yeah. there, there was stuff that people just wouldn't believe if they put it in there, but yeah.
3: And, and uh, <sighs> uh, Tom Hanks is the FBI agent trying to, yep hunt him down and it's it's basically like a the movie's a basically cat and mouse game of Mm -hmm. you know and yeah for the most part the kid the kid is able to dodge and deflect these guys and um Mm -hmm. but this is DiCaprio is still kind of young here yeah um and it's a it's a great movie Underrated, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh Christopher Walken is Christopher
2: in it. Christopher Walken is right. Amy Adams in early Amy roles. Adams. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um just as a side note, um this year like my wife where she works, you know, she works from home, but she, you know they have online meetings and stuff like that. And so they had kind of a state of the state of the business kind of meeting. Yeah. And for the the year just to talk about how their year was their keynote speaker was Frank Abbott now.
3: Really? Yeah. What does he do now? Is that what he does? He's still in, he's still in Uh, like uh,
2: securities, like fraud protection and that kind of stuff. Yeah. He well, if anybody kind of knows how to, yeah.
3: If anybody knows how to cheat the system.
2: Yeah. No, that's amazing.
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is entitled hidden figures. Uh, This is about uh, three black women who joined NASA under Mm, really harsh things. And they're, like, the top mathematicians and different engineers. And, you know, one of them is the one who, like, started, like, she built the whole IBM-type system, um, set that up and trained everybody. And, like, these guys, these two, three women were, like, the top, top, pioneers for not even just women but lots of people in the aviation and like neil armstrong only trusted the equations of math from one of these ladies and uh it's uh yeah it's pretty good it's um octavia spencer um yeah yeah it just came uh, out not too long ago. ago yeah it's a couple couple years old let me see who else is in it yeah uh yeah Garagey B. Henson, uh, Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monae, um, Kevin Costner is one of their supervisors. Who? Kevin. Kevin Costner. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty powerful film. Uh, very informative, and uh, yeah, it's uh pretty inspirational. And I think some of them were even still alive when the when the movie came out, and uh, yeah, it's good. And they appeared at the end of the movie
0: you're very inspirational
2: i am i try to be yeah it came out in yeah 2016 so yeah it's about six years ago now seven years
3: yeah Mm so i might as well just give my honorable mention now uh it's actually a movie that hasn't come out yet okay so you don't even know if
2: it's actually any good
3: uh no, but I'm gonna assume that it's good based on okay. the trailer and that it's it is based on a true story. Uh, it's called Cocaine Bear and okay, yes. it's it's probably gonna be the greatest true story ever told. It possibly could be. It quite possibly could be, yes. Like if there's if there's something if there's two things you can combine in this lifetime and yep. the results will always be good. It's yep. cocaine and a bear. And and a bear. Yes. That, that makes sense.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sure it'll be historically accurate as well. Oh, wow, obviously. Yes. Okay, so I'm just going to rattle off a bunch. I'm not going to go into depths. Um got social network. Um trial of the Chicago 7. The favorite. Um, Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Frost, Nixon, um, JFK, uh, Letters from Iwo Jima, United 93, 127 Hours, Imitation Game, The Great Escape, um, very disturbing horror film, a thriller, true-life serial killer called The Snowtown Snowtown Murders. Yep. Very disturbing. Um, Wolf Creek.
3: Uh mm-hmm. Lord of that's Chaos. That's actually that's actually it was two guys who did those mm-hmm. murders.
2: Yes. And Lords of Chaos, um War Dogs, an another Jonah Hill one. Yeah. Um The Informant, Steven Soderbergh, and Matt Damon. It's pretty funny. Matt Damon. Uh Battle of the Sexes. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone and uh Steve Carell Um Burke and Hare. Um, there's been a couple movies, but the one I'm talking about was Simon Pegg and uh, Andy Circus, About two guys who uh, would rob graves and give, oh, to a do- just... give, give to a doctor so he can do experiments on oh. them and do, do different things. And, you know, the fresher the body, the more money they would make. And oh. they started running out of bodies, so they actually started killing people and then taking them to... To the doctor, it's uh, yeah, oh. based on a true story. Yes, pretty grisly. Excellent, excellent. And um, and the strangers, which is based on a true mm. home invasion as well. Mm. Quite frightening. But yeah, that's mm. uh, Scott Speedman. Yes, yes.
3: But yeah, not to be confused with Tug Speedman. No, no, no. Two different, two different people. <laughs> hmm. That's quite a list. That is yes. quite a list. We did. We put together,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and we're wonderful, wonderful. One hour! Wow, we're one keeping hour, it wow. maybe relatively maybe. short. This this
2: episode. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for, I guess, pick oh the pod, pick of the pod, pick of. The pod. Ooh, really?
1: Hey everybody! Quiet down, please. These two jerks have an opinion. Here is this episode's pick of the pod. Uh, uh, uh.
3: Pick of the pod. So my pick of the pod this week or this episode is uh the Netflix movie White Noise. Oh. I I really enjoyed it. It's so weird. Um the the family that it is um a, about basically is so weird. Um the chain of events that happens is very strange. Um, And it's very, it's very satirical about things that are currently happening in this world, pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, um, panic, blah, blah, blah. Um, And it goes completely where you don't expect. Um, I think Adam Driver is awesome. He's Mm -hmm.
2: No, he's pretty solid, mostly. Um,
3: he's probably one of the best actors going right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're not a fan of the actress... Uh, yeah, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Greta Gerwig, but I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the director, I can't remember his name right now,
0: uh, he did Don't Look Up. Um
2: no, he didn't do Don't, don't Look Up. I that's thought it. he did. What, what was the one he did? Uh, this is Noah Baumbach. Yeah. Uh, what did he do? Um, um, marriage Story was one of his last yes, big ones. Yes,
3: yeah. Um, It's not like Marriage Story. No. <laughs> um, no. But, uh, he yeah. He also wrote
2: the screenplay for Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Ooh.
3: It's <laughs> a lot better than that.
2: And he wrote Life Aquatic with Steve Azuzu.
3: Well that's a good that's a good movie. That is. Uh yeah, it's definitely got Steve Zisu quality mm-hmm. weirdness to it. Um yeah, I don't know. Check it Does out. Does
2: it have David Bowie songs in Portuguese? No. Nope. Uh, nope. but um uh
3: Adam Driver's character is a college professor who's um, special, who he's basically um, the North America's leading expert on Hitler and Nazis. So it's very inspiring.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, My pick of the pod is a movie that we had considered seeing at the theater, but I ended up renting it with my scene points off of cineplex.com mm-hmm. and it is Triangle of Sadness now this is a very dark satire about classism mm-hmm. um, it's about a bunch of rich people on a luxury yacht um, it's almost like a cruise ship but it's, based, it's just smaller scale and then it has three different levels of classism it's you know, these rich people, there's the main staff on the boat and then all the people who do the cleaning and the maids and the housekeepers and, you know, do that kind of stuff. Oh. And deals with all these, the you know, the rich people with, you know, their entitlement of what they think they can get away with and try to get the staff to do, even though it's breaking rules, that they think they can just treat the staff however they want and get them, you know, to do anything that they want. And then course then the staff gets the maids and stuff to do their thing so they all have this hierarchy but then um they get boarded and taken over by pirates <laughs> and they all have to flee the ship and not all of them make it and they end up on a deserted island now that class structure is not and mm-hmm. gets fl- and gets flipped because the people, the lower people are the ones that are more self-sufficient mm-hmm. and so this woman who's you know the 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 one who's in charge of all the main crew thinks she can still boss around this this maid Yo, know, you're just a toilet cleaner but she's the one doing everything for everybody she's finding the food she's making the fire she's preparing it and all that stuff she's like no she's like but lays like but i'm in charge of everyone's safety on the yacht and lays like yacht what yacht i don't see a yacht mm-hmm. and she's like on the yacht i'm a toilet cleaner here i'm the captain and so yeah. she starts how ha- she starts ruling the power over everybody that everyone start having to do what she wants to do because she's the one that's you know in charge now and it's yeah it's, it's pretty good uh woody harlson has a bit part he's plays the captain of the of the yacht he doesn't really want to be there he's a he's a drunkard and uh yeah he spoiler alert he doesn't make it to the to the islands because he's only on it for the boat, but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty good movie, and I know it's up for a few awards <laughs> this award season. So.
3: I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of another movie that I watched just the other night. I watched The Menu. Ah yes, um, pretty good. Hmm. Um, really weird. Um, but yeah, I, it was good.
2: Mm-hmm. No, Ray Fiennes was good.
3: Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy is something yeah. else. Yeah. And what's with John Lake? Was ammo popping up and all these movies lately? <laughs> like-
2: Apparently, he said he based his character on the men- in the menu because he's a like a w- washed-up actor who's still trying to cling to fame and hopefully yeah. still recognize him. He says he based his character on Steven Seagal. I don't see based, it based based on his attitude and all that. Thinking he should still be, you know, as good as he was and famous as he is and all that stuff. But yeah,
3: I don't I don't I don't know if the character was involved.
2: I don't think I don't think the martial enough to discover things. that.
3: Yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah,
2: but yeah, uh, I think he just. I think he he John Leguizamo had met Seagull and he based on his attitude, he I think he hmm. kind of based the character on that. Yeah, it
0: had
3: uh, the ending had like a like a midsummer vibe to it, yeah. kind of like, mm-hmm. um, like uh, I don't know how to feel about this. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, no, it I, right.
2: but yeah, it's another movie like probably reminded because of Triangle of Sadness, but a class. Uh, certainly a class system and stuff like that that people... Oh, yeah. El- Elitists and pretentiousness and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it's a. I I enjoyed it. But yeah, as yeah, was good.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, what is our next theme? So,
3: as... I couldn't really think of anything, so I just decided to do a Oh, 30 years ago, 1993. Let's do our okay. favorite movies from 1993.
2: Okay. the year. I think right, it's a little
3: easier when you're given like a year. hmm Because then you can have whatever genre you want, right?
2: Yeah, uh, 93. So that would be uh, Jurassic Park would be in there. Mm. Uh, the Fugitive might be in there. Mm. But yeah, 93 The year I graduated high school Oh People can do the math now to figure out how old I am What? Mm. Yeah, so Yeah, okay 19, 1993 mm, 30 mm. years ago What else you got? 1993 Yeah Mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so uh let's see what else is going on. Uh, Canada won World Juniors. Uh that's big news for Canada. Well
3: that, I mean, that uh, game with uh the Chechnyans was
2: was it mm-hmm. Yep, Chechnya or yeah.
3: That was uh that was close.
2: hmm
3: Oh yeah. well, no Slovaks. Slovaks. when they oh. the one that went to overtime and the Slovak right. guy whiffed on that open net. Right. And uh, and then Bedard went down and scored. Mm-hmm. The new Canadian hero.
2: Yes. Um, yeah. No, I and and I, I'm just gonna throw out another movie that I watched that you know people want to check out. For people who follow this podcast know I routinely uh, bring up how did this get made? I recently watched a How Does This Get Made? Favorite, um, the Miami Connection, or just Miami Connection. This movie is absolutely ridiculous, but it's from it's the 80s, far. isn't it? It's from 87, but it was only released in like six or eight theaters in Orlando <laughs> in that at that time, and was lost for like 25 years, and then yeah, wasn't like, it
3: filmed in Orlando or something? It was filmed,
2: it was filmed in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, this is, this is the, uh, summary or from, uh, letterboxed in a world where ninjas dream of being rock stars and rock stars dream of being ninjas. A martial arts rock band goes up against a band of motorcycle ninjas who have tightened their grip on Florida's narcotics trade. So that's. That's the
3: summary of that movie. Speaking of Seagal, that could be any Steven Seagal yes. movie from the late mm-hmm. 80s.
2: That's true. But yeah, no, it is uh, quite, quite entertaining. Um, not intentionally, but yeah, no, it's a, uh,
3: that's funny because I was listening to another podcast that I, is one of my weekly listens. It's called, um, uh, uh, shit, I'm drawing a blank, but it's, like the Daily Dead websites, um, right. um, uh, Corpse Club, it's called.
2: Okay. Uh,
3: it's like the Daily Dead's official podcast or whatever, and they actually mentioned my our Miami. What is it? Miami, Miami connection. Yeah, um, and that's how I kind of heard about it mm-hmm. just the other day, and then I saw you posted it on the on your yeah. movie drivel group.
2: I did it, yeah. I did a, used a quote of the day for it, yeah.
3: So, like, I'd never even heard of this movie before now, but I've heard about it ten times this week.
2: Mm-hmm. I believe it's on YouTube for free.
3: Oh. Yeah, let me see. Miami. But wow, yeah, no, so I, Something I use... that sounds that good should... Why would you mm-hmm. prevent anybody from watching it?
2: Yeah. yeah Give no, it away. It, it away. Yeah, it's on it's on youtube for free so yeah there is uh it's quite extraordinary and you can see there's parts where they're like it's they're a new wave band and they do all these songs and uh they cannot even fake playing instruments very well like everyone <laughs> just plays guitar and there's one drummer um terrible and now the instruments are plugged in so, I don't know how they're making any of the sound, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's very entertaining, and there's a Michael Phelps lookalike. Um, <laughs> but yeah,
3: <laughs> oh, uh, I've been watching the It's Always Sunny podcast, it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, they did one with uh, where they break down Nightman Cometh, nice. and um the dude who did hamilton lin manuel Miranda, yeah he, uh, he's the guest star on the podcast and uh it's pretty good if you if you're yeah um if you're into that show um the latest one is actually um the first time danny devito has been on the podcast okay and uh yeah it's good it's the christmas episode um just throwing it out there uh, okay no i know you're a fan so yes i is and they're going into production at the end of this month for oh season, for season 16 16 yes
2: season 16 nice yeah
3: so uh yeah i guess uh i guess that's about it yeah mm, pee pps and weewees yeah, I guess.
2: So I guess, yeah, until next time, peepees and so yeah, this pee-pees is peepees uh, and Wees. This is Scott signing off for uh, Flixmax.
3: This is Terrence Saggyballs signing off for Flixmax. All right. So until next time,
2: toodles.